and boom goes the dynamite. It is Sunday night. MJF is the world champion. Jamie Hayter is the interim women's world champion. Samoa Joe is the TNT champion. And you know what that means. The boom is back for a brand new episode. And I'm here with my co-host, as usual, Kevin Ely. I'm your host, James McDaniel. Kevin, how's your week been, buddy? It's been great, man. This, uh, this was a this has been a packed weekend for me. Of course, I work Friday and Saturday nights. This Saints had a big win today. Yep. This was a really good AEW pay-per-view, just like we knew it was going to be a really good AEW pay-per-view because they're always good pay-per-views. Um, I love the pre-show. I love the entire there. I don't think there was a bad match on the card. There was, of course, the worst match on the card. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably try and figure out what that was. Yeah. Because um, there's always a worst match. But uh, overall. Full gear delivered. In my no opinion. complaints, no complaints for me. And it was such a relief, too, because last Wednesday yeah. I was feeling pretty low. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What did you think? Okay, so is that last Wednesday or was that this Wednesday? Was that this after past, this go-home this, this show? This past Wednesday, was, the go-home show was just pathetically kind of sad. Yeah, complete dud. Yeah, Let me it was tell very you, bad. Of all the ways they could have brought back the elite, I think this was the worst way possible yeah. <laughs> as in just yeah. a ticking clock that no one in the crowd reacted to whatsoever. Um, I don't know what they were thinking, but they need needed heat going into this show. Yeah. And they had it right there. They I'm sure they had all three guys backstage. If they would have dropped that wayward son music and those three dudes would have came out on on dynamite, they might have sold an extra 50,000 pay-per-views. But they didn't do it. They did a ticking clock and mm -hmm. to no response. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they decided to keep that moment for the the paying fans. I have a feeling to trying to get more paying fans. And, you know, it's a creative choice. But, yeah, I feel the same. We'll, we'll see how that works out. I think at they the same time, I, though, it's like, uh, do they want to I don't want to say waste it, but like that would have not been the same moment in a crowd of 2,500 people. It wouldn't have been the same moment. Maybe you don't drop the music. Um, but to me, you've got to give something for people. You got to give people something to be excited about. Mm -hmm. And at that moment on Wednesday, it wasn't MJF versus Moxley. Mm -hmm. That, that seriously, that feud cooled off majorly yeah. in the last few weeks for whatever reason. But, um, but well, yeah, we've it got never it just never became about MJF and Mox. Like yeah. that that promo that uh where they came out like it was almost like they were talking at each other instead of to each other. Like Moxie yeah. came out and he just cut the same promo he always cuts about everybody and it could have been about <laughs> anybody. I mean, you know, and it could have been about anybody. And I feel like Mox like it I hate to say he phoned it in, but like he seemed bored you know, Wednesday. And it made me really concerned that he just was not into this feud. And, but I think part of it, I think Paul pointed it out on one of the shows we did that, um, that it you seemed did like a lot Mox, of shows. I have done a lot of shows yeah. this week. Uh, super jealous. He, um, that like Mox didn't seem to even know the storyline, you know, like yeah. he didn't, he didn't really seem to understand the feud himself. And I think that came across. So I was a little concerned going in, but, with both the elite and the Mox uh, storyline, I feel like all was well once that pay-per-view started because, you know, you wouldn't have known it. 
No, absolutely not. Um, we've got. Where do you want to start? We've got three three brand new world champions. That's easily one yeah. sixth of the championships in AEW have now changed hands. Maybe one seventh. Um, <laughs> do you want to start at the bottom? Do you want to start at the top? Because um, let's start. Let's, big f- let's talk about MGF. Yeah, let's talk about that first of all. Um. And I'm sure we're going to talk about the best matches. And mm-hmm. I think this was one of, I don't think this was the best match. I think this was one of the best matches on the card. I thought it absolutely delivered. Um, it Was it a six-star match? No. no. But it was a very, very good match. And a lot of that was MJF's selling. MJF mm-hmm. sells so well. Mm-hmm. He was selling the knee the entire time after the... Uh, after the pile driver on the outside, the tombstone mm-hmm. on the outside. I like um, how he angry sells. Yeah, he does. He's selling, he sells he angry, and I like that. He's mad by the, and hurt. By the way, something small that I don't know if it's been pointed out, but it probably has somewhere. Um, MJF's tights. Yeah. They had MJF like mm-hmm. on them, and it was in the that. same style that Ric Flair's tights used to have. Yes. Either RF or Rick, I think it was you RF. just said RF. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. I noticed that near the end of the match. And I really, really liked that because yeah. I want this to begin a Ric Flair like era where, where he is the dirtiest player in the game. Mm-hmm. And I kind of hope that's what we get. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be curious to go back. I'm not familiar enough with like early Ric Flair, you know, like when Ric Flair first won the world title, like before. Yeah, you know, me either. And I would love for someone who's more familiar with that to talk about like what worked and didn't work with that about him, because I imagine some of it was the same where a guy was just so good that people would cheer him, even though he's supposed to be a heel, you know, and as it's kind of a problem they have right now, because they clearly still wanted to be the devil, but um, people, they're turning everyone to devil worshipers, you know, like, He's 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 going to be too popular to have a bunch of good guys not get booed against him because Mox was booed like crazy uh, at full gear. That that's going to if early on in the Young Bucks match we heard Bucks and Punk chance. <laughs> yes, we did. Which I very clearly, I very loudly, I very much enjoyed. Yes, the AEW universe has taken its side. Yeah, and I it, they were it was an understandable chant. The fuck you Moxley chance, I can't wrap my brain around. I don't understand. Like that was that was that, an asshole move on the fans' part because this guy is helping hold this yeah. company together, help bring them back from the brink. Um But here's the I thing though, on the post show footage, like fan footage after the show, mm-hmm. after the show went off the air, they started chanting thank you, Moxley. Oh wow. Yeah. That's that's why like they they're, they're gonna they are gonna have a real problem, like you yeah. said, a real problem with MJ. To, everyone's gonna cheer MJF no matter what he does. Yeah, and the and fact that Regal's now with, with him, yeah, no matter who. Now that Regal's yeah. his manager, I'm assuming he's only cooler. He's only yeah. cooler for that. He's only cooler. That's right. And yeah. I have to think, I have to think that we kind of know who his first three. Or four opponents are going to be. Oh, who do you? That's think? every member of the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, perhaps. I so. think they were they're going to want to get back at Regal and get back at him. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, unless he has secretly recruited any of them. Ooh. Okay, I hadn't even I hadn't even thought about that yet. You know, if he if he Brian Danielson's been a little iffy mm-hmm. lately, been a little iffy, would, and he's always been Regal's golden boy. Yeah, although that's the match I want to see the most. I that really want to see. Yeah, I know Brian Danielson versus uh versus MJF. Maybe yeah. he loses to MJF and then mm-hmm. moves over with MJF. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a lot of options though. I, yeah. Of course, the Claudio match would be fantastic. All the matches would be fantastic. But Brian Danielson versus MJF is a dream match for me for whatever mm-hmm. reason. I think that would be a fantastic match. I hope we get to see it sometime in the next year. I hope this is going to be a very long reign. I really, I, I really hope so. Me too. Yeah, at least several months. And, and then if it's if it is shorter than like a year or so, then, you know, that he gets it back at some point. I hope this is the beginning of a long I, I don't hate the idea of a guy like MJF losing the losing the belt after a few months and then gaining it back very quickly. I don't hate the idea of that at all. Um, I have a theory about I, that. I was trying to think today about who who are the only people like who who are the people that are so loved that they would um, resist that they would actually get cheered against MJF. And oh. I really could only think of one person, and it's Eddie Kingston. Yeah, I think Eddie would would probably get cheered. I think it would be a, a mix. I don't even think Eddie gets a hundred. You know, yeah. nobody's getting a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Right. That'd right. be really tough. What did you think of Eddie Kingston's match with Junakiyama? Oh, that was. We'll get to that when we get to the heat. Yeah. Thing, but okay, but, uh, the All heat right. thing. You know, the segment that we call the heat thing. <laughs> the heat thing. Uh, oh man! I I I uh, I cried real tears as a grown man. Really? I, I I tears. My my eyes were wet with joy for for our friend Eddie. I was so happy for Eddie. Yeah, but puppet up clearly a big supporter of Eddie Kingston and Junior yep. Yama as well. <laughs> By the way, for those that don't know, of course, because my weekends are packed with a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, I had I. I while I was working, I was also mm-hmm. trying to watch Full Gear, mm-hmm. but I realized I'd seen some of all the matches. Mm-hmm. To do this podcast, I needed to watch watch it straight through right. to, for context, and I finished that up minutes before this we started mm-hmm. recording. Moments, even. Pup- yes. Puppet Up slept through the entire pre-show. Through the entire four and a half hour pay per view. Oh no! And literally five minutes, like in the last five minutes of the championship match, she came alive, came and alive. I knew she know she knew the boom was about to start. <laughs> the fans would be it's listening. Time to put on her producer hat. That's exactly right. And uh, she is already done. She's already done for the night. She's ready to wrap us up. Um, <laughs> all right, where are we going next here? Well, let's see. I kind of got. Let's see if there's. I don't want to. You've been carefully planning this uh, (laughs) for a cut for while I've been trying to catch up on the show. Well, I I liked what we did last. I liked what we did last week, where we kind of did an alternate kind of heat index thing. So what I did was I I did a I did a heat index of kind of like what what from the show kind of was the most important thing, and then kind of broke down the rest of the mess. So we get to everything on the show, but kind of in a different order. I say we jump right into the heat index okay. and then talk about the rest of the show after 
what we weren't able to get through, get to in the heat index itself. All right. Why don't you do the plugs before we uh, move on to that? Get I'm about to sneeze. Oh, you might have sorry. to do the plug right this second. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to do the plug. That's always <laughs> You know what? The sneeze is out of my system, hopefully. So uh, let's get this plug out of the way. For only $5 a month, you can become a subscriber to, uh, my God, did you just sneeze yourself? Am I spreading this that sneeze was a cough. across? That was a cough. Across the, okay. Then I'm glad I'm hey, not. a week uh, ago, we contagious. thought you had COVID, so. Never got COVID. Uh, like, the next day, I felt absolutely fine, unfortunately, because <laughs> I really didn't want to go to work, and I woke up feeling great. Um, yeah. Patreon.com slash Fight Game Media. You, you can become a patron, a patron of the arts, a patron of the nonsense that is the boom for just $5 a month. You'll get extra shows like the Hall of Boom that's going to be debuting Thanksgiving week. Extended episodes of Brace for Impact and a number of other shows. I should probably have a list of all the shows right in front of me, but I don't. Although, at my Twitter, in fact, let me go to my Twitter right now, Kevin. Okay. Because my brand, I've got my brand new uh, Twitter banner with all the names of the shows. The Rap, The Dynamite Show, Speaking of Strong Style, Pound for Pound, Fight Game Podcast, Write That Down, In the Clinch, Take It Home, Five Star, Power Bombshells, Brace for Impact, and of course, the star of the show, The Boom, all that. <laughs> you support all those podcasters, literally dozens of people, for just $5 a month. Cheaper than it costs to get a a, 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 a happy meal at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. So I hope you'll give us just check us out for a month, see what you think, and of course always check out um, fightgamemedia.com for all the latest in MMA, pro wrestling, and boxing news. Also, right. of course, check out you need to check out the full gear recap that Kevin did with Paul. Um, did you do it with Paul and Jeff? It was just me and Paul last night. Just you and Paul. Oh, that's a yep. special about, show. It was about Half an hour and Dynam- 15 minutes. That's like Bobby Eaton tag teaming with Arn Anderson. That's right. that's a really cool show. <laughs> uh, and of course, I love Sam that comparison. Bell. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, which makes me the sweet stand of this 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 team. <laughs> Although my feet are very much, very much not edu- uneducated. Not educated. Yeah. And of course, Sam and Mel did a Power Bombshells full gear recap uh, show Sunday on the Fight Game Media YouTube channel. So please go check that out. Absolutely love Sam and Mel. Mm-hmm. I love everything they've got going over at Power Bombshells. Were you on that show? I was not. I was not. Maybe the only show you weren't a part of this weekend. Yeah. I've been doing the tour. That's exactly right. Listen, uh, man, you're you're running you're running the roads, you're making towns. You're you're putting right. in the work. That's right. While I'm, st- the I'm stuck over on this full time job that for some reason makes me work Fridays and Saturdays. Which may be changing very soon. We'll talk about that after the show. All right. All right. Now, for the star of the show, Kevin Ely's Weekly Heat Index, followed at some (laughs) point by my brand new Nonsense Index, which is basically my Heat Index, which is going to be filled with a lot of nonsense and a couple of real things. Okay. So, what I did was I went through and I picked basically top five. Uh, basically heat index coming right out of full gear. So who, who do I feel yeah. like was the hottest coming out of full gear and one of we'll quibble about two and one, but yeah. So I've got a uh, number five jungleman, Jack Perry, who uh jungle boy, no boy, more. I think boy, no more. I love yeah. that. That was a great match. I liked somebody said 
the greatest match of Luchasaurus's career. Mm-hmm. Probably not the greatest match of of, of Jungle yep. Boy's future. Yeah, that was. I think that's fun. fair. Yeah, I thought it was great, and uh, um, Arn Anderson of Fight Game Media. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I. Uh, I'm going to be thinking about that for weeks now. That's I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, man. I mean, you could tell. So we're, you know, you could tell when two guys get in the ring and they really have known each other a long time and trust each other to do yeah. some crazy stuff. And uh, like those guys were in it to help each other out. And that was it was cool to see. And and it was a really good cage match. I hate it when Pete when a cage match has people opening the door, but totally worth it just for the one shot of uh, Christian Cage silently lifting the key out of the referee's pocket without him knowing it ever so casually I really enjoyed in that. front of yeah. 15,000 people. Yeah. Uh so I'll forgive it for that. That was that was that was pretty fun. I don't know if you noticed uh Jungle Boy's tights. I didn't. I absolutely didn't and I see you've gotten the notes here. Yeah. Shawn Michaels inspired tights. Yeah, so apparently he was doing a bunch of research on cage matches and like called up Mick Foley and was like, give me some advice on how to do a great cage match and stuff. And one of the things that he watched was the first hell in the cell match from 1997 of Shawn Michaels and the undertaker. And apparently that was also one of Luchasaurus's favorite matches of all time. So, Oh, wow. Jack Perry had some custom tights made for the show that were modeled after like jungle boy versions of the like black, uh, tights with like the zebra print hearts uh, that uh, Shawn Michaels would wear. And so there's a little Shawn Michaels shout out in that match that they never really called attention to, but they talked about it in the press conference after the thing. So that was cool. You could tell they did the research and they were really wanting to make a great cage match. I'm such a dummy. I'm such a dummy. And I'm, and I'm, it's, they've clearly done a good job of selling this feud because I was about to say I was getting a little emotional while you're telling me that story <laughs> of these two guys that like kind of grew up together in the yeah industry, literally yeah getting this special match together that is in some ways based on Luchasaurus's favorite match of all time yeah and I was getting emotional based on the fact that they're not friends anymore which is a work <laughs> it's not real at all and I know it's not Let's real go. that's it the magic that's the magic. That, that that they they clearly sold me. They clearly yeah. worked me well. Um, <laughs> this was a solid match. And, I love um, that. Yeah, it's it's kind of a shame that it was the first match on the card, but it was a mm-hmm. great way to start out start out the show. It was. It set the bar. Even Jr. After they brought out Jr. and I made notes of this. A lot of people were complaining about Jr. As we he didn't even do. he didn't even tell us it was dynamite. So good he on didn't. him. He didn't at all. And I gotta say. I could get wrong if I watch this. I'm sure I'll find something he said that was dumb and annoying. But overall, I thought this yeah. match, Jr. was a big plus and helped make it feel special. Yeah, and 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 I like that because. And by the way, he did do at least one thing, but I'm not even going to get into it. it. wasn't a big deal. Okay. I like that because from the beginning, like Ju- Jungle Boy is now Jungle Boy Jack Perry mm-hmm. on air. He was not Jungle Boy Jack Perry six months ago. Nope. But from day one, Jim Ross has called him Jungle Boy Jack Perry because Jr. Right. knew something. I always say, like, don't give people a name you don't want set on the Tonight Show because yeah. you become champion, you might want to go on the Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. Jungle Boy is not something I want. Again, I don't want David Letterman saying Jungle Boy. Right. 
And so I think Jim Ross from the very beginning had a, had that very good idea knowing that Jack Perry was going to be a star one day and it took them years to adopt it, but they finally yep. did. Yep. And uh, I think he really does care about jungle boy and absolutely sees that he's yeah. going to be a major star. Yeah, I think so. And uh, Jack actually talked about that at the press conference afterwards. He, because people were asking him like, you know, Hey, we build you as Jack Perry tonight. You know, are you sticking with that? And he told that story. He said, when I first started in the business and even when I signed with AEW, I didn't want to use my name because I didn't want people to think I was um, cashing right in on my dad's, dad's name on his dad's coattails. Yeah. And so he didn't even like it when Jr. would call him that. And he told Jr. I don't like using my name. And Jr. gave him that speech, just said the same things you just said of like, man, you got to think about the name you're going to use when you become a big star. Not if, but when. And now he's at the point where he's actually like, now I'm proud to use that name and, and give credit to JR for like seeing that in him. So that was a cool, that was a cool thing. Also credit to, um, jungle boy for, um, at the uh, press conference, I I know where you're going coming out with, uh, with, I didn't pick up on it at first, but then someone pointed it out on Twitter that he came out with blood left the, now this is five hours after his match. So he, he, he went back to the back and could have showered, could have intentionally did not shower, intentionally did not get the blood kicked off. And then also could have eaten and catering the entire time of that show because he was done. He was off for the night, saved his carb load for the press conference so that he could come out and eat pancakes with blood caked on his face (laughs) (laughs) sitting next to to, sitting next to Tony Khan. (laughs) I wish that he would have sat down and immediately asked somebody in the crowd if yeah. they're friends with Colt Cabana. Are you friends with Luchasaurus? Yeah, are you friends with Luchasaurus? Are you are you friends? You used with to do Luchasaurus improv Cage? with Luchasaurus. Were you on Big Were you on a uh, Big Brother with Luchasaurus? Oh my God, that would have made my life. I love that he did that, and I love he waited five <laughs> hours to do this. Yeah. Five hours, people. He was so excited to do this. Yeah. Oh my God. That, I like that was, I like seeing it from him because he's not the guy you expect the petty from. I was about to try and interrupt you to tell that story, and I'm yeah. so glad that's where you went. For those that didn't see, when I realized that's where he was going, I literally fist pumped. Uh, <laughs> I was so excited. That's where that story was going. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's New Orleans level petty, and I appreciate that very much. Good for him. Good very for him. Much. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. That's that's a solid number five. That means the next four are pretty damn good. My number four coming out of full gear is our girl, Jamie Hader. I loved her match so much. I did too. That, that was one of the best women's match. It was low key. I think one of the best women's matches I've seen in AEW. Mm-hmm. It was just solid. Top it was five. just solid all the way through. Um, yeah, we can name the one. We could probably name a couple that we mm-hmm. would definitely put above it, um, like the note, like the lights out match mm-hmm. between uh, Thunder Rosa and Britt. Mm-hmm. I, but I can't name five. I can name two or three. That was just a really great match, from, and uh, I love the fact that she pulled it out. She's like they finally listened to the fans mm-hmm. within a year of the fans wanting something. Yeah, yeah, they sure did. The crowd kind of. 
I thought the crowd was, they were losing the crowd a little bit there. There was a point where it just got really quiet and, um, and then Jamie took a headlock and it just took, went silent. And I thought, Oh no, <laughs> but then they got it back. They just need a they little, got it back. they just need they a little, worked it back. Exactly. Um, Everybody needs I did, it. I did, I did feel a little bad for Tony. You know, she came out in her entrance. She was walking down the entrance ramp. She had the sad champ boo-boo face, which told me she was going to lose her title. So, <laughs> you know, I felt bad for her. But um, and then also how the crowd was just like they had. There was like one point where there was like a let's go, Jamie, let's go, Tony chant. But it was like, let's go, Jamie. Let's go, Tony. Let's go, Jamie. Let's go, Tony. Yeah. I feel bad for Tony Storm. Yeah. And this was my favorite. This is one of my favorite Tony Storm matches in a long time. Oh, me too. But yeah. I just I just feel like she needs a little bit of a reboot. Mm-hmm. You can't really reboot somebody with the gold around their waist. Yeah, that's um, true. Also, how the hell long is Thunder Rosa going to be on the bench? I was just thinking about that um, during during the match. I was like, man, yeah, I almost forgot this was still the interim title. Um. Oh, they need to and, stop that. They just need to pull it. They yeah, and I hate that for Tony champ. that she was. Yeah, I wish they would have done that before this, so Tony could have been the actual mm-hmm. champ. Yeah, I wish they had done it match. tonight and just said this match is or Tony's now the full champion. She's going to yeah. defend. That would have been nice. Uh, yeah, but great finishes oh, in this match. I mean, like near falls and stuff like that. Really great near falls. So many. Um. And what else for the last two weeks, last two weeks, I've been talking up Jamie haters rainmaker being better than Okada's. And then Tony storm whips out one that just blew everyone away. That was real good. It It was was really good. good. (laughs) Who saw that coming? Why? But she can't use it on a regular basis. and That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she probably also can't do it to Jamie hater. Who's probably half of making it look good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. I like that you put here because this is true. Jamie Hader felt like a big deal. She yeah. didn't feel like a second-rate mm-hmm. champion, or a, she didn't feel like the the opener to Britt Baker here. Right. And I'm sure they'll make her feel that way very soon. Mm-hmm. But for right for right now, she felt like a big deal and. I think clearly her first title, her first run is going to be against Soraya who got her big win over Britt Baker. Mm -hmm. And so that that's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really Mm -hmm. interesting to see is she just going to be a transitional champion? Cause I hope not. I I really, really hope not. Yeah. I hope at least a few months. Yeah. I hope right. for honestly, I hope Thunder Rosa comes back and Jamie just beats her. Yes. Although, you know, there was a time where I would have said those two were going to have a hellacious match, like a killer match. Yeah. But Thunder Rosa near the end there wasn't having great matches, in my opinion. Mm-mm. Not to the level she was before. And yeah. they could in a have. a weird way that seemed like she was almost determined not to have great matches. Yeah. Are you saying she was a sandbagger, Kevin? I'm not saying that necessarily. I'm just saying that she didn't like being told what to do. Maybe so. That is quite possible. But, I mean, that's one of the only ways to explain that she is, at the same time that Thunder Rosa was going from basically a five-star worker 
to like mm-hmm. a three-star worker. Mm-hmm. During that same time, she was maybe the most active woman on the roster wrestling yeah. the during the week in Texas all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that's, she should be the one person not falling off more than anybody else. Also, um, during the match, by the way, there was all the talk of Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm being roommates during the mm-hmm. pandemic, during mm-hmm. lockdown. And then I, my mind went to like the... Like they were incredibly lucky to be rooming together, probably to keep their work rate up because they could, wherever they were, they could <laughs> wrestle together, you know. And then right. my brain went to those old—I don't know if you the know old, about the this old, the old magazines. Yeah, the old '90s wrestling magazines, '80s and '90s with the apartment wrestling. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> and I was like, man, those those yeah. would have sold. Those would have sold, man. Those would have sold. Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm apartment wrestling matches yeah let's hope they video those maybe one day <laughs> if everything yeah if everything ever falls apart with them they'll probably have a backlog of those they could just start releasing exactly they can talk to Paige van zandt she can tell them how to make a good deal of oh, money. man i remember being like what 13 14 years old getting wrestling magazines and seeing those ads and just feeling like i was having a brief glimpse into a very dark world <laughs> And that, that's probably exactly what was happening. Right. Because if <laughs> yeah. that's what you were, if that's how you were making your money in like 1992. Right. Your life was probably pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, anything All right. else you want to say about Jamie Hayter before we move on to number no, three? Just, just happy. Number three, Eddie Kingston. I'm just full get, of joy for Eddie Kingston. Get after it. Go off on this. All right. So Eddie Kingston has long talked about how all Japan pro wrestling saved his life. Yes. And has talked at length about how falling in love with, especially all Japan wrestling. So this little mini story they told. Yeah. Real quick. Like they talked about how much he loved Japanese wrestling, Mm -hmm. but they really neglected to tell that story. Yeah. Over this. true. And the fact it literally saved his life. Yes. Probably kept him. Yeah, well, it kept him alive. Uh, they, they'll get they'll get to that. Uh, they they did get to it at the end. <clears throat> okay, I must have missed so, that because I was I was watching it at one hundred twenty percent speed. <laughs> they um okay, so they set it up with uh, bringing in Kanosuke Takeshita, who's now all elite, which is awesome. That was uh, such uh, that was yeah. such great news. Yeah, that was really great news, and he's moving here and everything. Uh, and Jun Akiyama are coming into town to have a match with Eddie Kingston and uh, Monkey, a.k.a. Ortiz. Um, right. I don't know where. And so you're like, okay, that's great. Are they going to explain this? Like, we know that if we know his backstory, but, you know, to the general audience. So they have a pre-match promo where um, Eddie Kingston talks about in, I can't remember the date, but in 1998, I saw a Tokyo Dome match between Hiroshi Hase and Jun Akiyama, an all Japan match. And it blew his mind. He was a young kid getting into fights. He's depressed all the time. And he sees this match with Hiroshi Hase and Jun Akiyama. And he says, at that moment, I decided I'm going to be a wrestler. And one day I'm going to wrestle Jun Akiyama. And so then he said, tonight's the night, right? Okay. Tonight's so they have the that. Night. Then they have the interview 
where Renee Paquette interviews Eddie before the match and says, how do you feel? Or no, he has the tag match. Right. They have some moments together, but the finish doesn't involve them. And uh, I think Takeshita got the win over Ortiz. And so it was right. like, obviously you were kind of like, you got a little taste, but that was it. They went off the air. Then they released a video that was after they went off the air where uh, Eddie Kingston grabs the microphone and yells at Tony Khan and says, get out here. I didn't get enough. I want the, I want Junakiyama at full gear. Give it to me now. And uh, Tony Khan does his like freak out Rigo's voice and the thing, you know, he loses his voice yelling <laughs> into the thing. You got it. And gives him the match. I love Akiyama. how he just became a, like a 1930s, 80 year old newsman. <laughs> that's way, that's kind of what he sounds like when he yells at yeah. him and he screams in the mic. That's, that's true. <clears throat> and uh, Akiyama comes out face to face. Okay. So then they go to the pre-show. Renee Paquette is sitting there interviewing Eddie Kingston. Did you watch? Did you get to watch the pre-show? Yes. Okay. Renee's interviewing him and Eddie's already almost in tears. And he he can't even really talk. He he doesn't even cut a promo. He's just like I don't have the words. This is like this is everything I've dreamed of. This is it's all happening. I I don't even know what to say. Right. And then Peck, you know Renee's like, well, okay, let's wrap it up. Then he looks at her and he just looks at Renee and just goes, thanks, sis. And I was like, <laughs> oh, already my heart's grown two sizes. Thanks, sis, to Renee. So then he has the match so with Akiyama. It's everything you hoped it would be. Everything he you could tell it's everything he hoped to be. He got to throw exploders. He got to take exploders, uh, and he wins. Beats him with yes. the back fist. First win in AEW. Congratulations! First win in AEW. <laughs> That's right. Finally broke that losing streak. Yep. Um, Akiyama's just laying dead on the mat for him, and he just just melts, just sobbing, crying. All the fans are cheering. I start welling up in tears, and he bows. Genuflex to Akiyama. Akiyama gets up. Akiyama bows to Eddie. Uh, and, uh, you know, pays tribute to him. Akiyama is kind of bashful about it. Gives him yeah. the ring. And then our old friend Eddie shows up again. He grabs the microphone and starts asking how much time he has <laughs> <laughs> on, on pay-per-view. Oh, my God. Says, I wanted to pay tribute to the four pillars, Kabashi, Misawa, Kawada, Teao, Jun Akiyama. And he starts naming off all the people and, you know, all this stuff. I hope I made you proud. And then he starts plugging the show saying, you know, we're going to hear see Mox kick MJF's ass. I want to see my girl, Jamie Hayter, win the world title. If you're not doing this, you need to buy the show. And then they wrap him up and it's like the Just greatest go home the greatest end to a pre-show I've ever seen on pay-per-view. It was fantastic. 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 Oh, my God. And I really then, did this love is the this part, pre-show, by the way. I did, too. And then the part that I think you haven't seen yet is there's a post-match interview, a post-show interview, where he's backstage after the match. I've not seen this. Didn't know it existed. And I think it's, um, it's Lexi, I think. I think. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was Renee. Gotta get her a and she interviews him and Eddie is now Eddie's now in this like state of Zen. He's just sitting there. He's peaceful. He's at rest. And she's like, tell me how you feel. And he's like, you know, and this is where I thought, oh, this is like, this is great because they tie it all together. He goes, you know, I've been having a really hard time lately. 
I've lost control. I can't control myself in matches. Uh, my friends, Ruby and Ortiz are trying to keep me straight. I've been tagging with monkey. And, you know, when, when he's around, when my girl Ruby's around when Mox is around, I can keep it together. But when I'm on my own, I can't, I can't trust myself and I'm, and I'm just killing myself. But this match, like this match with June, it set me straight. I'm now on the straight and narrow and I'm going to go for the world title. I believe all that. I believe yeah. everything he says there. All he's just it. like, he's just in this euphoric state. And I loved it because he tied it all into the story they were telling that we thought was such bull crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> About all the DQs and all that stuff. What story were they, where are they going with this? And it was yeah. all building to this match where he finally got to live his dream and wrestle the guy who saved his life. And he has a new lease on life and now he's focused and telling a story. Now I hope that's my should have been on the dynamite for the week is they, uh, yes. they have to show this interview or do it again on dynamite. But they're not, if yet. this is the, if this is the story they're telling with Eddie and this were to lead say to a match with MJF in like three months, I think it'll be yeah. money. Man, I hadn't thought about that because I hadn't seen that. I really, really hope that's a place we can go very soon. I really hope it is. Yeah. And hopefully he goes on a winning streak and, and to, you yeah. know, and that's part of the story that this is the new Eddie Kingston right now, mm -hmm. the newly energized Eddie Kingston. Who's not falling apart. Yeah. The mad King road, man, give me mad King road. I'm ready for that right now. Yeah. Okay. You told a hell of a story there, Kevin. <laughs> Thanks. Speaking of which, number two. Number two. I'm really shocked that I didn't put this number one, but uh, I've got MJF and William Regal. Everybody saw it coming? Yeah. Well, half the people saw it coming. Mm -hmm. And it was still so good. It was done so well. There was mm -hmm. something about the way... Regal just casually threw him those brass knuckles that I loved so much. It that was one second of time yeah. was beautiful. It was, and it was the seconds leading up to it when he came down and yeah. was talking to Moxley, telling and him to wake up the ref, telling him to telling wake up the ref, so he directs Moxley to distract yeah. Moxley. And this is after talking MJF out of using the dynamite diamond ring, which he threw right. aside. Right. Which clearly is nowhere near as yeah. effective as a full it's, set of brass knuckles. Full set of shiny gold brass knucks that just light oh, up man. when the when he skidded them across the ring to him. I liked how simple it was. Also, by the way, after MJF hit Moxley with the brass knuckles, mm -hmm. when the camera finally turned around to where Regal should have been, mm -hmm. Regal was all the way at the top of the ramp. Oh, yeah. That man hustled, <laughs> hustled. Yeah. Because he's smart enough to know. Yeah. He doesn't want to give anything away to the referee once the referee's awake. Right. Right. And I love that. I love that about him. And I loved that they, that was a, oh, I don't even know the terms, but like, um, oh, what are the, yeah. what, go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I really liked, I really, really liked that after the match, after the loss, Blackpool Combat Club came out, mm -hmm. woke Moxley up because he was yeah. still out, Yep, and then explained to him what the hell happened. Yeah. And you could see them having to re-explain to help him yeah. wrap his mind around what happened. Mm -hmm. And that was really, really well done. 
And they all played it like, we don't know either. We're all so disappointed. They all just seemed yeah. lost. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was played really well. I kind of I hope they have some footage of that too on Dynamite. That'd be cool. Real um, quick, I wonder I yeah. wonder if they're gonna go a direction where the Blackpool Combat Club starts falling apart, infighting, all that without mm-hmm. having the direction of William Regal there. Well, there's no Blackpool. Like he's the Blackpool. He's so the Blackpool. I just hope they keep it together long enough for me to wear my shirt to Winter's Coming because I bought a Blackpool Cop. Blackpool Combat Club sweatshirt like six months ago, and I haven't worn it yet. Oh, I was I'm about to ask you to come in yet because I know shipping's very slow. No, I've had it for a while. That, that's not the only shirt you bought this week, though, is it? No, it's not. I wore, hey, I on my recap show with Paul Fontaine, I was repping the Peppermint Fatty brand. Oh, my God, that's fantastic. I think Paul has has one of my shirts as well. By the way, all my shirts, the logo is so gigantic. It's huge. I need to resize it. <laughs> like I did the maximum. I put the maximum size they would allow. And I'm like, that is way too big. It's I, also I a pretty thick screen, too. Like it's 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 not a summer shirt. <laughs> I've actually never seen one or touched one in my life. Yeah. Like I like it's a, I it's a solid screen shirts. print. I could probably I don't know if I could take a bullet, but I could probably not feel a BB <laughs> if they hit me in the chest. If you're ever out a on a hunt, shirt. royal tenenbaum, right. you will be able to protect yourself <laughs> from the BB. Protect at least my chest region, yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm glad to know uh, you've got a nice winter peppermint fatty shirt. It's great. It's but great. Back to the back to the actual show though. Oh yeah, one thing I wanted that uh it made me think of like street magic, you know, when they they're misdirecting you and showing yeah. you, you know, like they're going to tell you what they're going to do before they do it, but you don't really believe it. And on Wednesday, the the little promo showdown with MJF and Moxley where Regal was there. Um, when there was the brawl that happened beforehand, Regal pulled out his knucks to defend himself. And the whole right. time during that promo, Regal had the brass knucks on his hand. As MGF was showing, oh. saying, I don't need to use my dynamite diamond ring. Do I will? And looked at Regal, who had the brass knucks on his hand in front of Moxley as he said it. And then they paid it off at the show. Oh, my God. I guarantee you, you are the only podcaster right now talking about that moment. They, they picked <laughs> that up. That is awesome. My That's, literally my jaw dropped when you said that because I hadn't thought about that at all. Hadn't even considered it. And I don't know who I don't know if that is that an MJF creative choice or is that is that Regal like Regal? That's you know, whoever it is, that's I used to think, you know, when, when MJF had that great feud with Punk, I thought, wow, Punk is the greatest storyteller in wrestling. But I don't know, it might be MJF. <laughs> he seems to put more thought into every segment than anybody. Punk did tell a hell of a story at that press conference, my friend. Yeah, he sure did. He sure did. It was a horror story. Which leads us to number one. Uh, It's the elite. And uh, I would put elite and the death triangle, but it's really the elite. They were the, the they were the star of the show and the match of the night. And they're the star of the company. And they put them right where you are always supposed to put the stars of the show. The second match. The biggest story in wrestling. The second match of the night. Yep. Which was incredibly frustrating when I saw that happen. But they had 
the it was by far the best match of the night by far i thought so too and i and i typically have limited patience with that kind of match you know like yeah but but that's the best example of it like that's that was it at its best everybody was at their best Um, so did you like this match more and i think you're gonna say yes more than the tag than the the cage match that that the young bucks had with the lucha brothers yes because i didn't really love that cage match I didn't think you did. Uh, yeah. I had a vague memory I was, of that. I was in a, I'm a naysayer on that match. I, I didn't love okay. it. Okay. But I loved this. I thought it was great. I told a great story. Um, you know, I've seen many clips uh, from segments of this match running around on Twitter with the Benny Hill music applied. <laughs> and I can't argue. I can't argue with that. But they did. Know, when it works, it works. They, yeah. That's the thing. They did a lot of things in this match, like the whole. I can't even remember exactly how to say like it. Like crisscross kicking every, each of the, 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 yep. yeah. And then they all kept up at the same Stalemate. time. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and, the, and those very Lucha things, mm-hmm. but everybody wants some things like that in these matches and they did it yeah. really well at the right times. Right. And there was also just a lot of great wrestling in there as well. And the thing about those clips Story when you tell. have the Benny when you have the Benny Hill music on those clips is one of the things you have to take note is that you're removing the sound of the thousands of cheering paying fans. Yes, losing their shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Their collective shit. There was a there was a moment. I mean, that was that was a that was the core hardcore AEW fan base remembering who they were basically. Yeah. And that was, that was the thing. That was one of the things that Paul and I talked about was, and why I have them in number one is you like it or not. That's the base of a is. is matches like that action, like yeah. that characters like that. That's the kind of wrestling that AEW is built on at least at its core. And they reminded us of that. They're the biggest star think- in AEW and, at least to the fan, to the fans, maybe not in the ratings, but. And I think that Tony Khan realized that during this match, which is why he's now booked this match for yeah. every dynamite in 2023, <laughs> every single it one, all much, 52. It pretty much is every dynamite for the rest of the year. And plus it goes it's to, going yeah. to go into 2023. Yeah. A best of seven series. Right. What one did I text I will, you? One of which I, when I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Oh, that's right. What did I text you when I heard about the best of seven series? Do you remember? Did you text me? Let me see here. It makes you want to die. Yes, it makes me want to die. Yeah. Because I knew I would. I hadn't seen the match yet. Mm-hmm. I'd seen a little of the match. I love this match. Yeah. I don't want to see seven more. Right. I really don't want right. to see seven more. There's a number of reasons I don't want to see this. I don't want to see seven more. A number. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Number one, I can only take so much of that style. I love that style. I do. But I can only take so much. Right. But it's like inhaling nerds candy. There's there's a such thing as too much of a good thing. Mm -hmm. Seven matches. And if it's a new seven, if this isn't one of them, then that's eight matches. Yeah, okay. this is thank, one of them, so it's six. Thank Christ for that. <laughs> so six more is just too many. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, while they've been gone, have been the biggest story in wrestling. 
mm-hmm. the biggest story in wrestling by far. And we're not getting a payoff against CM Punk. We're not getting mm-hmm. a payoff against anybody. Nope. We're getting a payoff against a team that we've seen them wrestle tag team matches against mm-hmm. a dozen times. Mm-hmm. They're always great. Yeah. But I've seen everything they can do together. And right. yeah, Pac and Pitt Kenny being in it is a little bit of a different story, mm-hmm. but not enough. And mm-hmm. right now, everyone is hungry for Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, elite storylines. Right. Other than this. Right. This isn't what everybody wants to see. In mm-hmm. fact, the loss I was excited about initially because I have a problem with the fact that AEW has the two best tag teams in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And neither of them are wrestling in AEW right now in the tag team division. FTR is stuck in the ROH tag team division, not mm-hmm. wrestling. Mm-hmm. And the Young Bucks have been stuck at home for three months. Mm-hmm. Has, has it been? I think About it's been that three two months. Two and a half, three months, yeah. Two and a half, three months. And that is some bullshit, my friend. <laughs> and then Kenny yeah. as well could be doing some awesome stuff, but. Right. Again, they had planned to keep them in the trios division to keep them out of things. But mm-hmm. to me, that was fine beforehand. Mm-hmm. But now that they've become the biggest story in wrestling, mm-hmm. you bury them at the second fight on the card, and you're going to have them wrestling the Lucha Brothers or Death Triangle for the mm-hmm. next nine months. Mm-hmm. And that just means we're like they're they're going to Wardlow them is what they're going to do. They're the hottest thing, mm-hmm. and they're going to be wrestling. Death Triangle until they're no longer the hottest thing. And AEW does that repeatedly. They build people up to this climax and you don't actually get you you get the payoff in part in, in mm-hmm. part mm-hmm. and then they just drop it off a cliff and they, it's almost like they try to make it cold. That don't understand why they do this. Yeah, but in this way it's almost the opposite of how they're going to do it because they're just going to keep showing it to you until you're sick of it, right? It's yes. like the dad who catches his kid smoking and makes him smoke an entire pack at once so will never smoke again like like That happened to my it, nephew. It, yeah. And I'll never forget him walking around the backyard holding his stomach talking about how awesome it was and how much he loved it <laughs> as he was about to puke. Yeah. And uh um I have a theory about why they're doing it. And at first okay. I thought it was ratings and I thought, well, that's not like, the, that's not really going to help the ratings. Cause it's the same thing for, you know, right. six, seven weeks. Um, but what it made me think of was ticket sales. All their ticket sales are lagging right now. Right. right? 2,500 people for dynamite, 3,000, 2,000. This is six cities chances to see six cities. Might be right. the best because, match they've ever seen in person. Right. Because the first thought I had was, oh, winter is coming is one of those. And I have tickets. I'm so excited. I'm, I wasn't thinking about, oh, I'm going to see this six times on TV. I was thinking yeah. about it. I'm going to see it once in person. And that's yeah. going to be amazing. And I think yeah. the theory is, hey, six shows in a row, buy your tickets. You're going to see this match that you just saw on pay-per-view live. Right. Now, I don't think it's going to help ratings. I think it might actually hurt over time. If they had said Young Bucks and FTR best of seven, I would be incredibly excited because yeah. I know every match would probably be completely different. Yep. It would have a completely different story. And they might, you know, Kenny Omega is good at that stuff too, of like figuring out how to make, okay, what happened? Maybe, you know, week two ends in five minutes. I do you know? think this will be 
there'll be more variety than if it was Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers mm-hmm. seven seven times. Yeah. I wish it would have been best of four, you know? Right. Right. And or the five, thing is yeah, this is yeah. this is pro wrestling. Yeah, best of five. That's right. My bad. Um, this is pro wrestling. It's they're gonna go to seven. They're right. going to. There's no way they're not. Unless, I don't know, maybe I could see it go to five. I could see it them end it early with uh with Ray kind of doing the same thing that Keith Lee did or something similar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming now isn't going to happen because they just did it with Keith Lee, but it's the same situation. And each with a different tool from the tag team toolbox that rests at gorilla position. Yeah. They all grab their tool before they come out to, uh, yeah. Well, wh- one thing I wonder is what if they had, I just thought of this, so I haven't thought it through. What if Kenny and the Bucks had won uh Sunday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. Now Mox mm-hmm. I can't remember which day it was. Um <laughs> they, had, they had won if they had if they had won the titles of the pay-per-view mm-hmm. and then at the end they said uh Tony Khan has just booked like the trio's gauntlet and for yeah. the next six weeks Kenny and the Bucks are gonna defend like it's we're running a gauntlet, a new opponent every week and just run through trios, you know, whole different got, story. Yeah. Whole different story. So high. And theoretically it's the elite defending six times, or maybe someone beats them and, you know, yeah. um, and maybe the that last might one still, is death triangle again. And you book yeah, it. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot I would of them love will be that. fun. It's like, uh, f- it's like there's a, there's a candy They'll called nerds rope. Who ever had nerds rope? I've never had it, but I, I, I've seen it and I know what it have is. You ever, have you ever had nerds? I love nerds. Love yeah. nerds. Nerds are great. Nerds is basically like a twiz. Nerds rope is basically like a Twizzler mm. with of nerds. Uh, nerds wrapped around it, like crusted. Yeah. And and that's what this series of matches is. It's like they took two candies because I, if I eat a nerds rope, instant migraine. I call okay. them migraine sticks, not nerds ropes. Wow. And that's what, like, I can eat some nerds, I can have some Twizzlers, but you just feed me a nerd rope for six weeks, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a stroke. Yeah. Also, I appreciate that since I'm new to the world of migraines. Oh yeah. Uh, I appreciate that warning because I do love nerds, and at some point I would have tried a nerd's rope, but now I am. Yeah. No. I will not try more than one bite. <laughs> I might give it a bite. Just You'll to feel see. like Phoenix hit your head in the head with a hammer. Oh my god. Hey, buried in there though. Man, so many tools. By the way, I, I love yeah. it's a little rock hammer. Like it, right. it's a hammer that paleontologists use. <laughs> and I'm assuming at some point the Lucha Brothers were dug out of the um dug out of the temple, the yes. uh the pyramid from right. um from Lucha oh, Underground. Show? From Lucha Underground, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> with that with that rock hammer. All right, that so that was this week's heat index. Anything else you want to say about them before we move on? Well, one My, thing that's buried in there, yeah, um, is uh, January fourth, Dynamite. They will not have a match uh, between Death Triangle and the Elite because Kenny Omega will be in Japan at the right. Tokyo Dome wrestling Will Osprey. Oh my God! Yeah, that was huge news. Kind of came out of nowhere. And I couldn't be more excited. I want that match bad. Yeah. So, you know what? What 
That is a Wednesday? Yep. It'll be early I mean, Wednesday morning. I think I will probably take Wednesday off work so I can stay up and watch that live. If it might, if it's even at a time where it'll be possible for me to stay up and watch it live. If not, then I'll take off work to watch it for over yep. breakfast in the morning. Your time would probably be up 5 a.m., something like that. Oh, that's, see, I can do, I can start a show at three. I can't right. start, like, <laughs> I can't I, get I, up. I, there was a, this the thing, it will, at this age, mm-hmm. literally, there were there were years where I would have watched it at five. Mm-hmm. It ends at like I don't know eight. Right. I would have gone to bed and got up at noon mm-hmm. and just smooth smooth sailing from there. Yep. On. Yep. But now that throws no, no. off. It might take yeah. me a week to get my schedule right. back in order, and I yep. can't do that when I've got to be at work at eight thirty every morning. Right. I can't. <laughs> I can't struggle for a week to get my my uh to get my schedule back. No, yep. that's not possibility anymore but if there's one match i would do it for that's the match yeah that's the match okay so i'm gonna do my bullshit heat index film bullshit but there's some actual good stuff in here all right first honorable mention there's two okay orange cassie's conversation with jake hager (laughs) and i love it kicks off with jake hager saying What's in the bag? What's in the bag? He, he clearly, he is rarely on AEW programming and clearly yeah. does not watch it when he's not on it. Right. And uh, and I love it ends with Orange Cassidy saying nice hat mm-hmm. and him being like, you're, you're dang straight or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I loved I like his, his anger. I loved that. It was so ridiculous. I adored it. Next honorable mention. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I I don't know why they're not selling that hat at AEW shop. They should absolutely be sharing that, be selling that hat with a tiny little JAS tag yeah. on it. A little tag. 100%. I'd buy it so I'd have a purple uh, Mardi Gras hat. Um, my other honorable mention, Jade Cargill's Chitara outfit. Oh, yes. I loved her Chitara outfit. Um, by the way. Uh, Thundercats holds a special place in all Cajuns hearts mm. because a good buddy of mine a few years ago um, did a a dub, a, a series of Thundercats dubs called Tundamanoos, which is Cajun <laughs> for Thundercats. Um, they're mostly based around Lion-O trying to get back his uh, his papa's Magnolite pot from um, uh, from I can't even remember the bad guy's name, but check those out on YouTube. Those are hilarious. Um, number four, the acclaimed's rap I thought was one of the best raps. The extra ever verse, done. yeah. The extra verse was fantastic and worth it. Mm-hmm. Also, the black Jay and Son Bob <laughs> popped me. <laughs> me too. That shit popped me off the couch. Yeah, yep. it was so good. We told him he loved him on the in the blind side. Yes. <laughs> they had so many great lines. They had clearly been working extra hard on that one. Um, number three, Regal throwing the brass knuckles. Absolutely yeah. adored that. That was great. Yeah. So great. Um, no, number two, the Young Bucks coming out to Kansas. Oh, yes. Way, Wayward Son. That was awesome. I watched it like five times. I brought my wife in and said, you, you've got to watch this. And she thought, yeah, that's nice. And, uh, <laughs> you know, she did. She did like it. She she got into it when she realized everyone's singing along and 
Yeah. yeah. There's this big thing. It's a different thing. I really curious if they bought that for the, just the pay-per-view in perpetuity or if mm-hmm. they bought that in perpetuity and they use it again. I don't know. I'm sure they're going to keep using their regular music, but that was, that was fantastic. It was great. It was great. And, and number one, that's right. Pump it up. Get it. Get hyped. Get hyped. Little girl singing along with Kansas. That's exactly what's going on. Um, the greatest thing on full gear 2022 mm-hmm. was demon King housing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This wasn't regular Dan housing. This was Dan no. housing with blood around his mouth. Yeah. In, in same all black, not the same all black in all yeah. black, but better all black, Had like more buckles, way more buckles. Yes. Yeah, better like shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. He had his spike. Yep. He had his jar of teeth for the first time ever yes. on AEW programming, yep. as in television. He's had it on some AEW segments mm-hmm. where he invaded Britt Baker's AEW segment, trying right. to acquire teeth from her. Mm-hmm. She was willing to negotiate. Yeah, and he wrecked house. He's yeah. a suplex machine. Yes. Basically, the spirit of Taz was in his body. <laughs> I'm assuming some of Taz's teeth we're in that jar. Yeah. Um, maybe he traded chips for teeth with hook. I don't know to get his dad's teeth, but um, I yeah. marked out and what Spike a way QT in the head. That's right. What a way to start out the, the show Yeah. in, in the, not the buy-in, but whatever they called it. Yeah. Um, Zero. That hour. was my favorite. That was my exact. That was my favorite. As much as I love this great Young Bucks match, which is a five-star match, <laughs> I like Demon King Housing just a little bit more. You know what else I liked about that was later on in that uh, segment with Orange Cassidy and uh, Hager, Dan Housing was, was a- with him, dressed in the lawyer outfit, and his makeup was back to normal. Yeah, it was totally... He, which he, he reapplied his makeup. And yeah. redid it. And yeah. He was in the lawyer's... He was in a... Uh, he was in a lawyer's extra large outfit. Right. When he wears it's, it's a small. Like he found, it's like he found like a reproduction of like Dusty Rhodes's hard time suit uh, and, and threw that on. It was almost like it was almost like when he changed back from the Demon King housing just to Dan housing. Mm-hmm. He shrunk. And so he had these extra large clothes on. It's like we, yeah, when, Bruce, back to when Bruce Banner yes. has to, like he's he's like naked and he has to like you know like pull clothes off of someone's clothesline to like yeah to cover himself so he's not <laughs> embarrassed. I was wondering if that's where they were going. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Um, you think they've like split it now, and so like one's very nice and the other one's very evil, but like neither of the twins so. shall meet. I think so. I really do think this is going to become a regular thing. I'm assuming they checked in with Prince Devitt to make sure it's okay. <laughs> right. um, and I, and I, and I love it. And I think this was the right place for it. I think the, the pre-show was the right place for it. Rampage mm-hmm. is the right place for it. And, um, and I love that they're good. They're, they're work. Danhausen's always had a lot of, there's been a lot of different ways you can go with Danhausen. I'm glad mm-hmm. they're mixing it up to mm-hmm. keep him interesting. Um, for uh, and I love it that he was, he's only going to come out for these big matches. Come out very late for these big matches. I'm assuming. Right. He had <laughs> so to he's got to put extra, on the extra makeup. Blood on yeah. the makeup, exactly. Right. Um. Yeah. So that's that's my tiny heat index. 
So I love it. I love it. We, we this was the rare AEW pay per view where we had three women's matches. Mm-hmm. I think which great, cool. good for them with stories. Yes, all of them had all with stories. solid stories. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty clear the best ma- the best women's match of the night was Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm. Easy. Would you yeah. agree? Yes. Okay, so that's easily number one. Question is, what was number two? Hmm. I think I would go with Britt and Soraya. Okay. There, I had no problems with the Britt and Soraya match. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, again, I do not like that finisher at all. It seems like the laziest finisher on earth, mm-hmm. which I don't think I could hurt Puppet up with. And she's 17 pounds mm-hmm. and I'm in the 300 area. And I don't think I could hurt her with that move. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good. It was a good match. Wasn't a bad match. But honestly, I think I enjoyed the Nyla Jade match just as much. I maybe enjoyed that one a little bit more, even if it wasn't up to the same. It was a little more standards. off the rails, which made it kind of more fun in the world. I think that's what it was. It yeah. It, it was just it a little wild. Technically sound. Yes. By the way, Soraya was better than I thought she'd be. Yeah. Because she was never the best worker. Mm-hmm. She's been out for five. Again, CM Punk was out seven years. Soraya has been out five years. Right. I think there's a lot of similarities there about yeah. why people are so excited for her. Um, and there's a lot of similarities between Soraya and Britt in that Soraya really, when she was Paige, was a lot like Britt Baker in that she was all presence and charisma yeah. and really was never all that great in the ring. Right. Although... I've never seen, I don't think Brit, I don't know. I've, I've never seen Brit as a bad worker. I've always seen her as a mediocre worker. Like yeah. Mediocre to good. Yeah. Um, Medioc- never yeah. bad. Um, Better than average, but not great. Yeah. Not, not, not Thunder Rosa or Serena Deeb at their best. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. There we go. We've got our number two. We've got our number three. What'd you think of, uh, um, uh, Nyla's entrance in the with uh, Vicky doing the Eddie Guerrero entrance in the convertible with Marina Shafir all dressed out in cholo clothes. Freaking ridiculous! <laughs> it was ridiculous, but I liked it. I liked it for I yeah, liked it, it for Vicky. I liked it for Vicky. I liked it for Vicky too. I liked and it. I liked I liked that. Um, I don't think I ever saw Marina again. And she was out there, but they never showed her. Yeah, and I love how just random it is that Marina has just somehow ended up with Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose. Right. <laughs> and uh, even though she's still never recovered from the infamous sandbagging incident. Right. Um, What else? There was something else from that. Um, yeah, I, I was, was never, funny at, that I was the never, whole thing was built around how Nyla would never give up the belt. And then right before the match, Aubrey just takes it from her. Yeah. She's like, give it to Done. me. <laughs> Done. Done. Oh my God. That's at this point. Can't even. I mean, what can you say? Oh, by the way, by the way, we have to talk about Will Hobbs versus Samoa Joe. Oh, yes. Let's. Versus Wardlow. Yep. Because in the past, we have surmised that clearly when there is any stipulation in a wrestling match at AW. Mm hmm. That mean whether it's a cage, yeah, whether it's lights out, anything. If it's more anything, than two people in a ring, 
in there the match. There are no rules. There are yeah. no rules. No DQ. And yeah. so, yes, no DQ. So Samoa Joe grabs the title belt, mm-hmm. knocks a man out with it, yeah. and they say this is legal yeah. due to the due to the rules mm-hmm. of a of a three way match. Yep. Yep. <laughs> My soul died. Yeah. They I just know, backed that. up. I there are no anything beyond two people. There are no rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is such hot garbage, man. And then they acknowledged it. They said it. Yeah. Even though they just said it as anytime there's a three-way, there are no rules. Just bring a gun, man. Yeah. Just bring a gun. I hope what Eddie are we Kingsley doing brings for? a gun. Sure made all yeah. those guys in the ROH match look stupid. If you can use a, if you can use a belt, mm-hmm. then you can use a hammer or you mm-hmm. can use a brick or right. you could use a jackhammer. You mm-hmm. can use whatever you want. You could take that car that Vicky Guerrero came in and just gun it. Yeah. Just gun it and hope they ring the bell before you hit the ring. <laughs> and you're champion. <laughs> yep. That pissed me off to so much, Kevin. Yeah. I yeah. was so angry. They're lame. I hated all that. I hated Okay. Subtract then, that part. Subtract that. Other than <laughs> other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? I had another gripe. Something else here okay. ground my gears. Okay. Fully. I understand that Chris Jericho is a big deal. Yeah. And Chris Jericho maybe needs to have that title around his waist a little longer, the ROH title. Then for Samoa Joe to grab Wardlow's title in a match with Wardlow and Will Hobbs mm-hmm. really just felt a little bit TNA-ish to me. Okay. As in you're burying all the young workers mm-hmm. to put the 80-year-old man on top. And this was happened this happened in a show in which fans literally chanted TNA. Yeah. <laughs> in 2022. In 2022, which was one of the issues I said I had with the signing of Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Yeah. And you had a double ref bump in the main event. There was there were many threads. There was so much TNA, TNA running through the show. Yeah. We need the barbed wire Christmas tree. That's no. that's all that's left. That's all that's well, left. Well, in the friend. reverse King of the Mountain match, the reverse battle royal. Which to this day, that I'm embarrassed things? to say, I'm embarrassed to say I didn't hate that match. And I knew I should have hated that match. I watched it live. I didn't hate it. As stupid as it was, the stupidest thing in wrestling history and I didn't hate it, and I'm embarrassed, and I will always be embarrassed at that. Was that the match that uh, Max that uh, they said that Billy did Billy Gunn win that match? I do not remember. They that they referenced a couple of weeks ago with the uh, Daddy Ass Birthday Bash. They said something all, about you won a won the worst match of the year. <laughs> all I remember is that I was embarrassed that I called my friend afterwards and I said. It wasn't that bad a match. It was a, <laughs> it was a decent match. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Um, what else do we have to talk about here? I've got some notes on some of these matches. We are hey, good, a uh, little short on time. One thing. Uh, well, yeah. Well, okay. One last thing. Wardlow. Yeah. Yes. Powerbombing Hobbs like four times. Oh, my God. That was awesome. That, that was, was awesome. great. 
Um, that was good. That was that match was a little bit of a Big E special. The big beady men slapping meat. They literally said hoss fight during that match. They did. They, they did. literally said hoss fight. Um, what did confirmed, you think of Ricky Starks? Confirmed boom listeners. Absolutely. What did you think of Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage? I remember very little of it. Um, I I remember I, Ricky's over. I love Ricky. Yeah. I think. Um, I think it was I think the he right wrestled thing. the whole thing in his dress shoes, or was that Lance? Archer? That was the that was the rampage. That was Lance. Yeah. Okay, that was rampage. Yeah. There's a weird thing where he's wearing a shirt. I'm not really sure what's up with Ricky Starks wearing a shirt. I was wondering about that. Yeah, I don't know if he's, he's had some work done or something, but right. Um, maybe he had peck implants. Maybe he did. That'd be awesome if, like, on I don't mean this. He just takes off his shirt. He's just got his he's giant. Brian Cage's pecs. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh my him. god, he's like Andrade yeah, not, with just like the. <laughs> not to start any rumors. Not to start any rumors. Yeah. I've heard nothing about peck implants. Yeah. Um. Who knows? All based on a storyline from Entourage back in the day where they were talking about calf implants. Um, I think it was a good idea to move the match to Wednesday, the finals. Uh, even though yeah, last week we were we were talking about you know if he had if he had had to wrestle two matches in one night however he would have been I think it just would have been too much for the show. It would have been because this was a thirteen match show with three mm-hmm. on the undercard, leaving for people that only watch the pay per view ten matches, mm-hmm. which is a really good number. Yeah, nine or ten is perfect. Um, let's see, I've got in my notes three way rules bullshit. So we've yep. covered that. Sting over the T.O. I just got to that in my notes. Um, there's a lot of things I loved in that match. I really yeah. liked that match. I loved Darby. Everything involved in Sotnam. was great. This was Sotnam's coming out party. Yeah. Um, Darby jumping off the ladder only to be caught by Sotnam. That was brilliant. It was fantastic. And I'm not even asking the question why Darby decided to overshoot the guy he was trying to jump on, onto my five feet. <laughs> I'm not even asking that question. Yeah. Um, then Sting he's not looking. He's going the, backwards. Yeah. Then Sting diving onto Sotnam. That's a very good mm-hmm. one. And then the finisher, which was a Scorpion death drop, which he couldn't get on Sotnam. Sotnam's yep. too powerful. Right. Um, Had to add a coffin Darby's to coffin drop. So it's a double drop, and uh, I loved it. I loved all loved of it. it. Yeah, no problem with that match. Jeff Jarrett was great at it, um, and did not do the job. No, he did not because he's a smart no, he did not. businessman. Yep, look, one of the best of the business when it comes to uh, protecting himself. And so I'm a little mad because continually successful no matter right. what. Who is it? Who is it that said that uh, when? Um, climate change overtakes the earth and, and humanity is wiped from it. The, the cockroaches will Jeff remain Jarrett. and Jeff Jarrett will draw a paycheck. Absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, I, I believe have that my, was a Jeff Hawkinsism. That it, Jeff is a very smart man. By the way, for those not who can't see us right now, mm-hmm. I'm holding my iPhone underneath my beard and I'm realizing that the sides of my beard are really dark. Mm-hmm. But the center is really light, <laughs> and I'm really freaking out that I'm looking a little like the butcher here, just a little. It's good. Just put a bandana on your head and go with it. Why not? My my hair is always terrible anyway. A bandana is as good as good as look as any. Let's see. Um, let's talk about the acclaimed versus Swerve and Keith. What do you think? It was all right. It was good. 
It was good. good. It was fine. It was fine. It was the third best of the three. We finally uh, got the breakup. We got Keith Lee walking mm-hmm. away. I mm-hmm. like that. And I had a, I had a theory. I don't know if I'm overthinking it, but I wonder if Tony Khan was trying to intentionally work a theme throughout the show of people being tempted to go to the dark side because we had we had Phoenix in the second match right get led to hey you need to cheat to win and use an object and he did and he, and he, and did, and he did but he won but he regretted it and then we have Lee but by the end by the end he grinned at the end he that's grinned that's true that's true and then we had Lee same thing he was presented with an object used the object and he refused to and lost but was happy yeah, but in a way, didn't lose because he walked away from the tag team right there. Right, and he right. wasn't even in the building anymore. Right, he was halfway right. home to he Texas. Won the, he won. He won. That's right. He was going home to see Mia. Um, that's right, and then in the third part of this story over the night, MJF is offered the. Uh, he's talked out of using an object and decides against it, but then is given another object and uses it unrepentantly. Object. A superior object and uses Mars it unrepentantly. Object. Uh, and then mocked everyone after the show at the press conference. I don't know if you saw the press conference where he stormed no. in. He storms into the press conference in his tights with the belt on and the and the scarf, and just yells at the reporters for like two minutes. Cut this crazy promo, dropping mfers all over the place, and basically was like, "You guys fell for it when I said I'm gonna earn it. I'm gonna earn it. I'm gonna earn it." <laughs> you know. And just totally mocking them for like thinking that he was going to be a baby face and he was actually going to do all this stuff. And just you guys wait and see. Did Regal do the press conference with? No, that's no. a shame. It, they uh, they acted like it was he was not scheduled. He just sort of stormed in. I got you. He did it all off mic and then he stormed out and then they did the rest of the press conference. Are you OK with the Young Bucks coming out, even though they came out to awesome music? Are you OK with them not? kicking down a door to enter <laughs> the arena. Well, I heard I heard that the BTE cameras were rolling again this week, so we'll maybe we'll see that on YouTube. I really hope so. That, that, I, I will be perfectly happy if we get it on BTE. And by the way, even though BTE wasn't at its best when it left, I have seriously missed BTE. Like I have a regular like Monday Wednesday, Friday schedule of like mm-hmm. YouTube's that I watch on a regular basis dropping and BT being gone is really thrown off that my breakfast schedule. It's seriously thrown off my breakfast schedule. So really, really hope to have that back. Sammy Guevara morning, doesn't fill that gap. I've tried watching that twice and the furthest I've made it is about Ugh. seven minutes. Yeah. It is not a good vlog. It has no. never been a good vlog. No. And I don't understand why anybody it's the wish it. version of BTE. Yeah, literally, Ethan Page has a better vlog just because he's interesting to listen to. Yeah, listen to, and he has and he better seems guests. Like a really nice guy. Yeah, and that's why he has better guests because he's a really nice guy, and everybody loves talking to him. Um, which I'm excited to see who wins him or Ricky Starks. I have to assume it's going to be Ricky, Keep but I can also way, see it be that Ricky's taking so much damage mm-hmm. against Lance Archer and Brian Cage. That um, he ends up not being able to pull it out. By the way, completely randomly, I'd really like to see a, a tag team run with Luchasaurus and Lance Archer in a tag team. 
Ooh. You know I love my Hoss tag teams. That would be and good. After, and now that this Luchasaurus run against Jungle Boy is over, he's not just he's not going to hook back up with him. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see that heel tag team, whether it's Jake the Snake Roberts coming back and uniting them, or maybe Christian Cage being their manager. I'd like that, but we're not going to get it. I like we're that. We're not going to get it. Yeah. Um, let's see what anything else, anything else, else we haven't covered before we wrap up. I think this this show might be about one fifth us saying anything else. <laughs> kind of again, I I like texted Kevin the second I was done watching the show. I'm like, let's go. And so, I think did we as talk organized about the ROH as Kevin match? is? We've not talked about the ROH match. Do you have any? Oh yeah, we haven't. We uh, it was it was a fun match. Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, it was exactly like I always said. I knew who I wanted to win wasn't going to win, so I was mm-hmm. never as excited about that as I could have been because I knew Chris Jericho was going to win. Yeah. I had zero doubt, like zero zero, not oh five percent chance, zero doubt. Chris Jericho, yeah, was going to win that match. Yeah, that took a lot away. From I me. was surprised he won clean. I, I also did like the, the stuff with Sammy. I liked that. Yeah, the Sammy stuff was really good. All the near falls was good. The the moments where they each turned on each other was good. And I had it was funny because I had the thought, I think I even wrote it in the Facebook group or somewhere where I was posting about it, that I really wanted to I was like, man, I really want to see Brian versus Claudio. Like, yeah. Really want to see that match. And then later on it occurred to me, I've probably seen that match twenty times in WWE. <laughs> Like, I've seen that match many times. But it'll be 10 times better in AEW. Yeah. yeah. Just like one of the best matches I've ever seen was AJ Styles versus Nakamura. And yep. when it happened at WrestleMania, I literally fell asleep. Yeah. Literally fell asleep during it. So it's not the same. Yeah. By the way, you sent me something. You sent me a should have been on Dynamite. That's right. It was, I'm going to try and mute my phone here, but you'll probably mm-hmm. still hear a second of it. Go to the everyone. Go to the go to TikTok. Go to the Austin Gun. He has a TikTok <laughs> with Daddy Magic. Yeah, it is a work of art. It is ridiculous. Yep. You are ostensibly watching two dumb people play a TikTok game. Yes, and it's the best thing you've ever seen in your life. It's one hundred percent should be on Dynamite. It would be. It would it would both it both needs to be on dynamite. They'd be dumb to put it on dynamite. Everyone needs to see this though. Yeah. Everyone on the planet Earth. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. sending me that, Kevin. Yes. I really, really appreciated it. Okay, what do we have what do we have coming coming to us this week on AEW? All right. So this week we've got match two of twenty eight of the uh, Elite <laughs> versus Death Triangle. What I have, what I have dubbed the John LaRocca Memorial Trios Challenge, because God bless him, John LaRocca will kill himself just so that he can roll over in his grave while this series of matches is happening. Oh man, uh, Ricky starts. I'm, yeah. I, I'm not hate. I don't. The, I said this makes me want to die, not because I don't won't like these matches. Right, it's just too much. It's too much. Yeah. Again. Best of three, awesome. Mm-hmm. Best of five is pushing it. Right. Best of seven makes me want to die, or mm-hmm. at least frequently, like I've gone back and forth over my lifetime over if I could have any superpower, what would that superpower be? I finally, in the mid-2000s, determined that superpower. 
that'd be the ability to put myself in a coma at any moment. After the third match, I would like, I would prefer mm-hmm. to put myself in a coma and yeah. then come out after match seven. Okay. That would be the best case scenario. Also, you know, you show up for class, there's a test mm-hmm. you weren't expecting. Boom, coma. Boom. Get pulled over by a cop. Boom, coma. You're good. We You're almost, good. we pulled something similar. Well, it wasn't a coma, but on Friday, my daughter texted me. I was at work. I had just dropped my huh? daughter off maybe an hour before. She texts me. It's like, Dad. I'm about to take an algebra two test. I'm going to fail. But if you come get me and check me out, I won't have to take it until after Thanksgiving break. Please come get me from school. I left work. I drove straight to the school. I checked her out of school and spent, we spent the rest of the day together and got uh, sushi for lunch. You are a seven star. And now she has a week to study for the test. And I told her that's the one that's your get out of free jail card. No questions asked. Like you are a seven, seven star dad. That's so, the right move. Not it's quite right a coma. Move to just give not her one. Coma. It's, it's kind of a Buster Bluth light to no coma, you know, but um, <laughs> absolutely. I love that story, by the way. Absolutely adore that story. My dad would have done a similar thing if we'd had cell phones at the time. Um, I was about to tell a story I definitely don't need to tell. <laughs> um, all right, Elite versus Death Triangle, match two of fifty-two. Uh, Ricky Starks versus Ethan Page. I'm invested in this match. They've yeah. really gotten me excited for an Ethan Page match, and mm-hmm. I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ethan Page is best. I, I don't know. I think him being removed from all the teams he's been in mm-hmm. might be a really good thing. Yeah, oh, so. Yeah, the Orange Cassidy segment led to Chris Jericho versus Chaos. Unfortunately, yes. not Sue. No, Omohiro Ishii. Oh, it'd be amazing if Sue dropped him off in the minivan, though. Just Omohiro Ishii comes out that of the side happens. of the minivan. I, that has to happen. Oh, they have to do that, Kevin. <laughs> they have to. And then Orange Cassidy versus Jake Hager, which they said next week. But I didn't see them say on Dynamite, but I'm assuming they put a graphic up at some point. I think they put a graphic up because I checked it later, and I think I think so. Well, we've got nothing for Rampage nothing yet. Nothing for Rampage. Correct? Maybe the Orange Cassidy match get moved to that. Well, we've got a lot of matches, though. Yep. We've got a lot of question marks. For got a lot of question marks. Battle. Yeah. I don't know who, who would Jericho defend against. Rematch against any of the people? Someone new? I don't have a clue. Maybe somebody from Chaos. By the way, just a reminder, them boys, the Briscoes, mm-hmm. are yep. signed, but they can't wrestle on AEW. They can only yeah. wrestle on ROH. This is the only it's, place they can wrestle. Yeah, and I doubt they're going to do FTR again, but I would really like to see a match between them and somebody. Really like to see that. Maybe they that will do is FTR again. What's that? Maybe they will do FTR again, and it'll just be the 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 quarterly tradition. Every <laughs> pay per view, I wouldn't hate FTR that at all. Briscoes. I wouldn't hate that <laughs> even a little bit. Um, and that might be the thing that could get me to Dallas. Um, okay. Oh, you know what? There, there's something else that might get me to Dallas again. We'll hmm. talk about that right after the show. Okay. Um. So yeah, we've ostensibly got a Mercedes match. God knows there's, there mm-hmm. are no other women yep. in uh is Willow Nightingale in ROH or is she in AEW? She's AEW. 
she I could probably go back and forth. Her ROH. Yeah. Um, that's right. They already Mercedes squared off with uh, Athena. On Dark or on Rampage? Oh, I think it was on Rampage. See, I only saw part of Rampage this week. I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah, you know, Athena's like beating the crap out of ladies on Dark and Elevation. And then she did the same thing on Rampage. And Mercedes came out to uh, square off with her. So maybe that'll be the the ROH match. Got a, I've got a serious question for you about Athena. Okay. Do you let her, if you're Tony Khan, do you let her bring those wings out anymore? Those terrible wings. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. She has to but, have help taking them off. She completely can't right. get them off. They're really slow to, to unfurl. Yeah. yeah. It, they're just terrible wings, man. Yeah. Like they're the worst wings you can buy. <laughs> she made them. You can have in a backpack. Apparently, she really? made them. And you want to know who helped her make them? Kenny Omega in his workshop, where he also <laughs> made a bomb. I bet he did. And I think this is the that is a bomb. the same workshop <laughs> where he made the bomb. And uh, to the same effect. <laughs> nice. Re- that was a good reference. Thank you so much. I just picture him working away like Santa Claus in his shop all year long. Yeah. Um, okay. What do we, let's see. Then we have winners coming. Um, yeah. Oh man, MJF versus Ricky Starks would be really good. I'd love I think to see be, that. I think that'd be really good. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why Ricky Starks needs to win this. Mm-hmm. Is not just because he has the story here, but because you need the face to face MJF. Yep. And AW tends to plan way out, like well in advance. Again, you mm-hmm. had Sammy Guevara lose to Cody Rhodes. Sammy Guevara mm-hmm. draw with Cody Rhodes, and Sammy beat him. I could see a really similar thing with the first mm-hmm. match between Ricky Starks and um, and MJF with this just being the first match of something they could see happening yep. 10 years down the road, five years down the road. Let's I think see, that's what else it. we have here. Elite, really elite versus Death Triangle. Good. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that oh, in March. That's exciting. So we've got a date for that. Um. Do we know where yet? San Francisco. I don't remember what oh, the arena the, was. I wonder. It's not the Cow it, Palace. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. Okay. I know they're doing a show at the Cow Palace. Yeah, well, let's all crash at Garrett's place. I'm in. I'm in for this. Let's do it, <laughs> Garrett. How many How many couches do you have, buddy? It's in I'm the Chase Center the in couch. San Francisco. I think he's a little bit of a drive, but it's you know he's in there in the they're in the area. You know, I love to drive. I'll drive everybody. I'll uh, I'll rent some sort of a bus. All right. All right. Done. So that is the show. One hour, 30 minutes exactly. So from me, from Kevin Ely, from everybody here at Fight Game Media. Um, by the way, go follow us on, on social media. I'm at Peppermint Fatty everywhere. Kevin, wh- what are you? At Kevin Ely everywhere. There you, Signing there you up go. for new platforms every day just in case Twitter goes crazy or... You know, well, that will doesn't do that anything. Will introduce the first subject we talk about once we're off the air. It's okay. my terrible, horrible day at work. Um, but yeah, from me, from Kevin Ely, from everybody here at Fight Game Media, including Garrett Gonzalez and his home full of couches. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Hope to see you back again here next week. <laughs>